If you'll turn with your scripture, we're going to look at one verse this morning before we go to the table. One verse out of a, a small little letter that Paul wrote uh, out of Philippians 1, verse 6. But as you turn, let me pray for us. Father God, what a privilege to be loved by the creator of the universe. What a joy to know your son who gives life and life eternally. Father, what an honor to have your word available to us. We thank you that we have the privilege of gathering in your name in a country that's free without any fear to worship you and to learn from you. And God, to become more like you. We already are made in your image. Your family has been set free and rescued through the work of your Son. And Father, you love us well through the power of your Spirit. And God, now we ask that you would come with such power into this place, your house, so that we can be fed. A new year is here, and we need new growth. A new year is here, and we need new faithfulness. A new year is here, and we need to be reminded of the greatness of Christ our Savior and the greatness of who we are in Christ Jesus. So speak through a broken sinner. And Father, I pray that all that is said brings you glory. The things that are said that are wrong or that are really my opinion, that they would fall away and be forgotten. And Father, thank you for the privilege of being with you this morning. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. I don't know about y'all, but a new year usually means to me a new opportunity, a fresh coat of paint, where maybe I could throw some things off, and maybe there's a, a new start, a new beginning every time. A new year rolls around. I kind of get excited about the things that I was going to do last year that didn't quite do. The things that I'd love to finish. The things that I'd love to become. And maybe it's the way that 2008 ended that makes 2009 have a little tarnish on it. I mean, 2008, in so many ways, was a difficult year for many of us. It was a humbling year for this pastor. And even the way it ended, I mean, I was with my family on uh, New Year's Eve. Always love being with them. It's one of my favorite times because we eat. And for me, good times always contain food and lots of them. But I knew something was wrong because Katie had made my absolute favorite buffalo wing dip. It's the greatest stuff ever. And I didn't want it. And I wasn't showing restraint. And I wasn't turning over a new leaf. I was sick. For me not to eat buffalo wing dip, I'm sick. And so 2008 ended with a ball dropping and Jeff in bed sleeping. Pretty pathetic. I don't think I hardly even got out of bed New Year's Day. Just sick. I don't know. It seemed a bit apropos to start the year that way. For many of us, last year's failures, last year's struggles, 
are casting a shadow on this year's advertised newness or buzz. Usually a new year brings new possibilities, better situations, but I just don't know. The sting of past failures has kind of taken that frosting off of this year's hype for me. How about for you? Is there still enough pain in your life? Is there still enough broken pieces? Is there enough undone that just the hype of newness isn't what it used to be? I mean, God has clearly blessed us with an incredible Advent season, did He not? Wasn't Advent glorious? I loved reading your emails. I loved seeing how God worked in each one of our hearts. I mean, Christmas Eve was glorious. It was unbelievable. Simply awesome. But Christmas didn't fill all my broken pieces. Did it fill all yours? A new year is exciting. But I'm still struggling with old stuff. Stuff I thought I'd stop struggling with a long time ago. New year. Same old Jeff. New year. Same old struggles. New year. I don't know. Oftentimes, the new year feels like kind of a fresh coat of paint to our lives. But for me right now, a fresh coat of paint sounds awfully pale. It doesn't seem that's really what God is calling me to. And nor does it seem, listen, Orangewood, nor does it seem that God is calling us as a church to enter this year with simply a new, fresh coat of paint. I believe that God wants to deal with us in 2009 in a unique way, in an honest way, an authentic way. I believe that our God loves us too much this year to say, okay, a fresh coat of paint and we're off. No, I believe that God is calling this family at Orangewood to stop and say, let's examine our lives. Because God has more work to do in us. God doesn't want to just give us another coat of paint. You see, what He's painfully revealing to me is that there's too much corrosion. There's too much rust to simply apply another coat of paint. I mean, I want you to picture that. I want you to picture something that that desperately needs to be scraped clean. That desperately needs to be addressed. Not something that needs to just be masked. I know that God wants to scrape a lot of cancer of sin out of my life this year. And I believe that's the call He has for us here as a family as well. We need to come to God and say, God, scrape out as much of that rust and corrosion that is still in us and make us like You. Philippians 1.6 gives us encouragement because it says this. Paul says, and I'm sure of this. I'm convinced of this. I know this is real. I am completely convinced that God, that He who began a good work in you will, will bring it to completion 
at the day of Christ Jesus. Listen again to those incredible words for all of you who long for more. For all of you who still feel broken and undone in a new year. For all of you who still have darkness. God tells us that we can be convinced of this. That the One who began a good work in us, that He will bring it to completion at the day of Christ Jesus. Again, let us pray. Father, what hope comes in those words? Because those words offer so much more than simply a fresh coat of paint on a rusty, corroded body and life. Father, the reality is, is Your blood, Your Son's blood was sufficient to wash us clean and to make us whiter than snow. And the reality is that, Father, the tomb was empty and we have new life in Christ. But God, I also know the reality that we still struggle. That we're not home yet. So, Father, complete that good work. Scrape out that rust. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Two thoughts. One, are you a child of God this year? Do you begin this year with a relationship with the true and living God through faith in His Son? Praise God. Why? Because if you and I are children of the living God, it is a sign that God loves us because He is always the initiator with sinners like us. It is God who begins all good work. All good work in our lives. All good work in our church. He is that initiator. We spent the entire month of November looking at something called the doctrines of grace. And one of the things that became so clear to us as we look to God's Word, is this. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Are you a child of God this morning? Has your sins been forgiven? Do you have that hope and joy of the Holy Spirit? Rejoice. Because God has begun a good work in us. It is God who first loved us. God who has given us a new heart and new faith. It is God who will complete that good work in us. That's such good news. I want to start the year here and say, I don't want your hope to be in your pastors, your elders. I don't even want this year's hope to be in you and your strength and your goodness and your faith. I don't want you to think that this is the year that you're going to bow up and, and, and be more of the man of God or the woman of God that you've never been. I want you to place your hope in God. And God's Word says that's where our hope should be. That we should run to Him and say, God, I want to begin this year by acknowledging that You started anything good in me. That inside of me is nothing but filth and corruption, rust and corrosion, and cancer called sin. But You love sinners like us. And You have begun a good work in Your family. But it is God who will complete that good work. It's not us. Because with us, all we will have is failed attempts. God's call to us, Orangewood, as we begin this year together, is to turn our lives afresh over to Him. The last thing this church needs, the last thing this pastor needs, is more layers of whitewash. I need to be sanded down. I don't need to be glossed over. 
I'm not ready yet for another layer of paint. As a boy, one of the popular toys at Christmas time were models, toy models, maybe of a favorite car, maybe of an Apollo rocket ship. And it came with all the parts in one box, including the cool paint and the stickers. And I never was really patient enough to want to put the whole thing on together together before I painted it or put the stickers on. Because that's the cool part. But really, if the first thing you do in a model that is undone before you is start painting it and putting the fancy stickers on it, what you'll realize is as the model gets assembled, the stickers get realigned and torn and smudged and dirty and the paint loses its gloss. And it just doesn't look or feel right. So as we come into this year, we got to look at our lives as a model in God's hands that He's building to look like His Son. And oh, how we crave the stickers. And oh, how we want the gloss. And oh, how we want the feel good. And I do too. But God is saying, hold on. i got work to do in you. i got work to complete in you. i got some things to scrape out. And some things to snap together before the stickers come on. Orangewood, there's some things that God is calling to my life that He wants to scrape out. And there's some things that He wants to scrape out of this body that may be near to us. And when God looks at our hearts and says, okay, I want to make you more like Jesus. I'm going to shake your life and all those things that you hold dear that may be your identity, that may be your security, that may be your purpose, that may be your worth, that really aren't supposed to be, that are stickers in the wrong place, God's going to love us enough to say, I'm removing them. And we fight Him when He does. Because we say, no, 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 we want those there. God, those feel good to us. Those make us feel like we have worth. Let's trust Him this year, Orangewood. Let's go to our dear, loved Savior who loves us. And let's lay our lives before Him like an open model and say, God, we don't want more stickers. We don't want more paint. We want You to do Your work. We want to be more like You. We need to get ourselves into His loving hands so He can complete His great work that He has begun in us. That begins with things like Bible reading. Every year I buy a new one. This is this year's Bible. Look at this. Aren't I a holy person? Look at how big this Bible is. I dropped this on my toe this morning. It really hurt. I really did. And I was thinking, thank God that I'm not a Baptist preacher like this because it'd be too heavy to hit you over the head with this one. All right, it wasn't very funny. But I'm starting off again trying to read through this Bible this year. Last year I failed. I didn't finish. It was the first year and maybe a dozen I didn't finish. But you know what? God still loves me. It's not about that performance. But can I tell you some really good news? That when I woke up not feeling well on Christmas Day, He gave me a hunger again. I want to know Him. I want to know His Son. And I pray to God that this church wants to know Him and His Son. He's given us His Word it's not too late to start. How many of you finished this year for the first time reading through the Bible? Can you, can you raise your hands? Look at some. What's to say? Awesome. I see some. Awesome job. I know many of y'all took the challenge. Let's let God complete the good work in us. Let's 
as Ansley said, get into an equipping center so we really can learn and grow and grow together. Um, if you're not a member of a church, let me encourage you uh, to be a part of our Discovering Orangewood class. The next one starts in February. We'd love to tell you uh, more about who we are. But more importantly, each and every one of us, according to God's Word, should be under authority of a church and elders and under God's Word. If this year you are here and not a member of a church, this is the year. Maybe not this one. But love Jesus enough to submit to Him. If you've never been to Band of Brothers or Women's Ministry, this is the year to get involved. Let me encourage you. Let Him complete that good work in you and to get into a small group. Uh, We uh, began uh, this year talking about some deadly sins uh, of Orangewood. I preached through them. We've put it into a curriculum for small groups. So we're going to have those for you in Equipping Center. Let me encourage you. Let us say, Jesus, You are the ultimate model maker. Have Your way with us. Teach us. Make us more like Your Son. Today we start our year off together. And what we're going to do is we're going to look to Jesus. And how we're going to look to Jesus is we as your pastors and elders want to pray for you. And we want to remind you of what Christ has done. We want to remind you of that God who has begun that good work in you. And the greatest way we can remind you of that is to bring you to the table that Jesus Himself has given to us. Where we see broken bread representing a broken body of a Savior. Where we see the poured out wine representing His blood that was shed for us. And we're going to ask you to come. We're going to ask you to come forward with your family. Let us do two things. Let us pray for you. We're going to have our Pastor Emeritus. Uh, we're also going to have Pastor Joe Creech here. Elders will be uh, on the sides with the elements. There'll be bread for you to take uh, and dip into the wine or the juice. Um, there'll be also a table here that I will be here. And let us come to Jesus and say, God, complete your good work in us. Do powerful things in our midst. We give you this year. Let me invite you, Orangewood family, come to Jesus. Come to Him. We're going to ask uh, the ushers to come forward and take our tithes and offerings. And let me encourage you at that time, examine your heart. Give us the privilege of coming, uh, having you come and letting us pray for you. More about that in a minute. Let me pray for us. Father God, I thank You for the good work You have begun in us. And God, I thank You for Your faithfulness to complete that good work. Father, I pray that this year in 2009, more than any other, that You would give us Jesus. That He would be the King of our lives and the King of this church. That, Father, You would not simply give us a fresh new coat of paint, but that, God, that You would scrape out of us the darkness that remains. You would heal us and build us in Christ's likeness through Your Word, through preaching, through song, equipping center, through ministry, through one another. And Father, as we collect our tithes and offerings, we'd be remiss if again we didn't say thank You for blessing us so abundantly. God, every good and perfect gift comes from above. The breath in our lungs, the clothes on our backs, the homes, the cars, Father, the money. And God, we thank You that all of that doesn't shape who we are. You shape who we are and tell us who we are. And God, because You have given us these things and You love us, 
we want to give back to you a portion which is yours and say, thank you. Use it to advance your kingdom. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.